The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I hope you're having an amazing start to your week. I want to share with you a couple of things before we dive into today's juicy episode. I want to share with you that I'm speaking at an event happening in October and I thought that some of you listening might be copywriters and might want to join me. It's going to be such an amazing event. It was postponed last year due to COVID and so I'm super excited I'll be heading to Sydney for this in October. So some of you may know Kate Toon. Kate Toon has been on my podcast a couple of times and she's an incredible human being, so authentic, so genuine in the way that she runs her businesses and shares online and is incredible when it comes to SEO. And she has asked me to come and speak at the CopyCon conference, which is happening in October in Sydney, the 15th of October. And I'm going to be talking about how to turn the imposter syndrome into your superpower. I'm super excited about this topic and I cannot wait to share with you how to shift and change the way that imposter syndrome affects you in your business and how to start believing in yourself and not let the imposter syndrome stop you or hold you back from going after the opportunities that you really desire. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes. You can check it out, grab your tickets, and I hope you will join me in Sydney in October. All right. Today's podcast is all about generating new leads. I thought to kick off the new financial year, it might be a really great way to start thinking about ways to generate more leads. You need to always be generating leads. This is one of the things that I love to talk about in business is I like to look at it like a a farming analogy of like, we want to plant seeds. We want to grow those seeds and nurture those seeds. And then we want to harvest those seeds. There are three seasons in business, but we need to be doing all of them at the same time. If we go through stages where we forget to plant seeds and we are not growing them, then we get to harvest time and we need to harvest and they're not there. So sometimes we need to start looking in the ways that we're generating leads so then we can start planting those seeds and start nurturing them for when they're ready to be harvested. So sometimes leads will come to you from a place of being cold. So they're brand new. They've never interacted with you before in your in their life. They don't know anything about you. And we want to start generating some of those leads to start to increase your visibility and start to introduce you to a lot of other people. So that's going to be a more of a cold lead. And then you they will go into your sphere of business And they will start seeing what you offer. They'll start engaging with your content. They will start maybe downloading your opt-ins, start engaging with you in all the content and and the value that you share. And then eventually, if it's the right fit and you make an offer at the right time, then they will say yes and be ready to work with you. And then it's time to harvest. So I want to share with you 10 different ways that you can start to increase more leads and start to generate more leads in your business. And then the follow-up is up to you. Okay, so I would love for you to grab a pen and paper because I'm going to go through... 10 incredible ways for you to start increasing and generating more leads. Now, some of them may feel scary. Some of them may be something that you've never tried before. Please don't discount it. Please don't even not write it down because we want to grow to this point. We want to actually get to the point where we feel confident in going after these opportunities because they are excellent ways to grow your leads. The first one is a podcast tour. Now to do a podcast tour, you want to get super clear on the messages that you are going to convey in that podcast tour. So what I mean by this is 
actually pitching to heaps and heaps of podcasts and getting yourself as a guest speaker on those podcasts. People are always looking for guest speakers and it's important that we're putting our best foot forward by sharing the core topics that you want to talk on and make sure that you're approaching the podcast that are going to be relevant for your topics and make sure that you are pitching regularly so then you're getting on more podcasts. It's a great way to get into people's ears. It's a great way to share your message, to be able to get your story across and to really connect with an audience that maybe hasn't heard anything about you before. So that's my first tip. Get on a podcast tour, set that up, create your own pitch page, start sending it out to people and start pitching yourself. Now I've done another podcast episode on pitching yourself. So please go back and listen to that. It's called not getting the opportunities you want. Here's why. So go listen to that episode if you want a little bit more specifics around pitching. Okay. Number two is increasing your collaborations. Collaborations are such an incredible way to get more eyes on your business. And it's a genuine way that you can share lots of value. You can add and you can create so many incredible friends through this. I've done so many collaborations and I still continue to have this as part of my business strategy because it's a great way for me to get my message across. It's a great way for me to have impact, great way for me to add lots of value. So collaborations could be a mix of different things. It could be doing a joint live with someone else who has your similar audience. It could be doing TikToks or reels with other people. So then you're collaborating on that reel. It could be doing guest blogging. So this is something that if you're really good at writing, lean into that and start doing guest blogging. There's lots of websites that are constantly looking for you to guest blog, or it might be just reaching out to other people that have audiences that are similar to yours and adding value in that space, right? So sharing how you can add an article, you can add a blog to their website and all you just ask for is links back to yours. It could be being a guest speaker, right? It could be actually approaching events to go and speak at, to share your message and add lots of value. It could also be approaching other groups and sharing masterclasses. So I do a lot of this. I often do masterclasses and get approached to do masterclasses in in other groups where I'm adding lots of value and actually creating a transformation in that time frame. So I'm not really selling in that at all. It's honestly like it's not a sales webinar or anything like that. I'm literally adding value. And the people that are able to be a part of that because they're a part of a certain group or a membership or a mastermind or you know whatever it might be, they then are introduced to what it is that I share and then they come over to my social media and obviously want to engage and we build a relationship and then eventually they come and work with me. So there's lots of different ways you can use collaboration. So if collaborations haven't been a part of your business strategy, I suggest if you are a coach, especially if you are someone that is the person that they're going to work with, they need to build trust and likability with you. So making sure that you're getting the opportunity to really share your value and share your message is super, super valuable. Okay. Number three is create a new opt-in. I know sometimes it can feel time consuming to go and do this. And even recently, like I haven't created a new opt-in for months now. And now it's time. Like I know that it's time to actually create something new of value that people will want to download. So this is where you could do anything from a guide, a challenge, a masterclass, a checklist, a blueprint, like anything that you feel is going to add value to your audience that you feel that they really need. So you may want to survey your people and find out what are they experiencing right now? What do they really need support with? What is going to be good enough, juicy enough that they will hit that download button and give you their email address. It's got to be good, right? People are not downloading things that are a waste of time. It's got to be really good. It's got to have a really good name. So I always like to use the Marie Folio tool of anytime I'm coming up with a title or a topic or a title of a guide or an opt-in, I'm writing at least 15 to 20 titles to come up with something so good that people go, oh, I really want that, right? You've got to have that buy-in. Otherwise, people just keep scrolling and go to the next thing and the next thing. And then obviously, you need to put it out there. You need to promote it. You need to start 
maybe putting a bit of money behind it with some ads, or you need to just be consistent in the way that you're showing up and sharing it. And it's super interesting because like, even as I'm saying this, I remember that I've got a whole bunch of opt-ins that are so valuable that I spent so much time putting together that I probably do not promote them enough. Okay, so one of my favorite most recent ones is my CEO weekly check-in and it's a downloadable ritual that I do once a week. So every week on a Sunday, I sit down and I do my CEO ritual. I've put it together on a beautiful PDF. So then you can literally just print it out and use it as your check-in towards the end of the week. And it's a great way to set goals and refresh and acknowledge yourself and celebrate yourself and keep yourself on track and keep consistent with you with what you're working towards. So I'll put the link in the show notes so you can get access to that. So you, this is literally how I would share it out whether you're sharing it on your socials, on a podcast or anywhere, making sure you have some type of call to action to give people the option to download it. Number four, improve your SEO. If you're not being found on Google, then you may be missing out on a lot of leads. So it might be worthwhile starting to think about how you can improve your SEO. And if you need help with that, Kate Toon is your go-to person for that. She's going to set you up. She's got an incredible courses that help support you with you improving your SEO. And it could be actually just creating consistent content. Like I know every time I upload a podcast, that's improving my SEO because it's got a lot of the language that my ideal client will talk about. And it's adding something to my my website every single, it's actually twice a week. So then my website's staying relevant and it's going to be in that search in, in Google, right? So maybe working on your SEO is where the next stage of growth is for you and starting to think about how you can improve your SEO. Number five, engage and connect with your existing followers. Now, I think sometimes we can get a little bit complacent with our audience and we forget to actually be the one to engage and expect them to engage with you. Whereas if you really want to generate more leads, you need to have more conversations. So I would literally scroll back to the beginning of your, of your followers list and maybe start there and just connect with 10 people a day or five people a day or whatever you feel that you need to do, whatever's going to work best for you is literally just going back through or even having something ready to go to support and welcome your brand new followers, right? Like having something to engage with them, whether you send them a voice note to say, Hey, thank you so much for following me. I'd love to find out more about you and your business and what you're here for. And I want to support you with the content that I share, like having something that you can respond to, sending them a voice message or just a message to say, thank you for following you and to build a relationship, right? Super important. Now that conversation may actually then lead to that. They need something, right? So whatever they're challenged with at the time, you may have an opt-in or a masterclass or something that you've created in the past that's going to support them. So that way you can actually share that with them in the DMs and they're going to download that and get access to that. And people love that. They're honestly just like, thank you so much. Would never have considered you would even send me a message. Like people can be so quite um, blown away by that customer service. So making sure that you're doing that, you could be literally leaving leads on the table because you're not engaging with your followers. So that's number five. Number six, renting an email list. Or you can do this as a collaboration as well. So if someone else that you know or someone that you want to build a relationship with to be able to get to know has a really beautiful big email list that you would love to, you know that their ideal client is going to be your ideal client, you may want to do either an email swap where you share something of theirs out to your audience on your email list and they share something of yours out to theirs. 
or you can actually do an email rental. So this isn't necessarily done very much here in Australia, but I have heard of it being done a lot in, in America where you can actually reach out to someone and suggest a fee or ask what it would cost to do a shout out on their email and actually give something of value. So it could be that you share a discount code. It could be that you share your opt-in. It could be that you share something like maybe a video or a masterclass or something that you've done that you know is going to add value to their audience. It's all about value that you could add value to their audience that you then offer that to them. You can also do that on podcast, right? You could do a podcast bumper where you literally just offer where I'm going to share tips and tricks for your audience and they share it out on their podcast once or twice on an episode that's going to support adding value to their audience. Number seven, utilize Facebook groups. If you can find some Facebook groups that your ideal client is hanging out in, see how you can actually add value and engage in that Facebook group. Maybe you could share your opt-in. Maybe you could actually answer some questions. Maybe you could offer to do a guest live or maybe a guest masterclass, something where you can add value to that group and be seen. Honestly, like the amount of times that I get recognized when I go to events where people are like, oh, I know you from somewhere. And then I'm like, mm, probably because I haven't changed my profile picture since the beginning of my business. And when I engage in Facebook groups, people see that and that consistency creates omnipresence. So then people are like, oh, I'm pretty sure I've seen you before. And then when I show them my profile, they're like, yes, yes, that's you. Okay, I understand who you are now because I follow you. Or I've seen you engage in this, con- in this Facebook group before. So building that as into your strategy might be really worthwhile depending on where your ideal client hangs out. If they're hanging out in Facebook groups, then go and engage and add lots of value there and be seen. Number eight, ask your existing customers for referrals. A lot of the time people don't know how to refer people. So you need to actually cultivate the language that you want them to share. And so it might be actually reaching out and saying, I'm opening up my books. I've got a couple of spots available for one-on-one clients or whatever it might be for you and ask them for a referral. Is there anyone in your circle that needs my services? I would love it if you could share what it is that I do because it's been so great working with you. And I know that if you're an incredible human being and I know that you have friends that are just as incredible and I would love to work with them. So if you feel like I'm the best fit for them, I'd love it if you could connect us. Finding a really genuine way to actually ask for that referral is really important because you don't want to obviously come across being salesy or pitchy. But honestly, if you just connect with a human being and say something like that, like it's a great way to actually generate some new leads. Or it could be that they you ask them to actually share something on their socials and connect you, right? Or that they sh- they share a post of yours and then say, hey, you should follow this person. And you can do that. That's a beautiful joint collaboration where you can actually ask some friends or some other people in business that you know have a similar audience and see if you can do some guest shout outs, right? I love doing that on my socials and I probably do not do it enough where I actually share other people's businesses. I love sharing my clients' businesses. I love sharing when they've had wins. I love sharing when they're promoting something and putting that out to my audience. And it honestly adds value to my audience too, because they wouldn't necessarily get access to these people if they didn't know they existed, right? So beautiful referral systems like that could be really beneficial for your lead gen. Number nine, sharing case studies and testimonials. People don't know how good you are unless you tell them right? And you obviously want to come across humbly and you don't want to come across being boastful. But honestly, the amount of women that I work with that don't share the wins of their clients or don't share the testimonials of their clients and people don't know like how good you are unless you actually share it with them. So there's two different ways to do this. You can do a case study where you're actually sharing the impact or the result or outcome that you've created for a client. So what they came to you for, how you helped them, and then what result that that's created. You could share that out and that's actually from like a third person. It's not from it's not in the words of your ideal client and it's not your words. It's actually someone else like that third person coming in and going, this is what Christine was able to create for this person, right? So it's a beautiful case study. 
or it could be a testimonial. So if you've been able to get testimonials from your clients, if you haven't, go back and try again. People are very time poor and they forget and they don't want to say the wrong thing. So finding a really gentle way to share a way to get a testimonial from a client is really, really powerful to hear it in their words. So making sure that's part of your process where you're asking for testimonials at the end of the journey together and making sure that you're actually sharing them, right? The amount of clients that I've worked with that have all the testimonials that they just haven't shared them and they wonder why people don't value what they do or don't see the value in working with them because you haven't shown them the results that you can create. And number 10, one of my favorites, and the reason for that is because it's knowing your strengths, is networking. So when I talk about knowing your strengths, you need to know what you're really good at and start leaning into that first. And as you then grow your skill in other areas. So I know I'm really good in person, right? I love to connect with people. I'm a human human being. I love connecting with other human beings and I love to talk, right? So I know that's my strength. So speaking, connecting, anything in person, always going to come across better than if I was to come across in an email as such, right? I'm not a very good writer, not a very good storyteller from that perspective. I'm getting better at it, but it's not something that I see as a strength of mine. So I know that when I go out and meet people in person, I'm more likely to make a connection. I'm more likely to make an impact from having a conversation with someone rather than just sending an email. So I love having networking as part of one of my strategies and I find that it's just enjoyable, right? So if I feel connected to someone and I know that I can help them, then I'm going to share ways that they can work with me or I'm going to give them something of of value that they can walk away with something and, and see that there was such value working with me, right? So networking, absolutely put it on your list. If you're not doing it already, you need to get out there and meet more people. Not only that, it helps to improve your friends group. It helps to improve your circle of people who know who you are and what you do. And then you're more likely to get referrals because people always love to refer people they know, right? Whereas if they're, if it's not a strong connection, then they're not really going to feel as comfortable sharing you with other people. Whereas if they know you, like the amount of people that I refer because I know them, I may not have necessarily worked with them one-on-one, but I know their work because I either know their clients or I know them really well to know that they are pretty much guaranteed they're going to do a good job. So having that referrals list I have is so helpful and that's only come from networking and meeting other people. So I hope these 10 tips now, I know that these are 10 big one. So I want you to choose a couple to start working on. Now, one big thing that I want to point out before we finish up the episode is that with all of these, with every single one of these, you must have a call to action. If you do not have a call to action, people do not know how to continue working with you, right? So it might not be a salesy pitch, but it could be just simple as come and hang out with me on social media. You can find me here. It could be, here's a free guide that you can download. Let me get your email address. It could be if you're at a networking event, hey, let's connect. What's your Instagram, right? Like an actual call to action that there is a reason for them to continue to connect with you is super important. Otherwise you're leaving leads on the table. So if you go to a podcast interview and then you don't share anything with them that people can then jump across to find you, they're not going to, you need to actually direct them to do that. So having a call to action there. So I always have two on a podcast. I always talk about, come and let me know that you've enjoyed the podcast episode. Come and send me a DM. I'd love to know what you took away from the episode or two. I have, this is an opt-in. I think it'd be great for you. Here's where you can download it, right? So you're giving them two options to come and hang out and spend more time with you. If you're adding lots of value and they really connect with you, they're going to do that. So please make sure that there is some form of call to action with each and every one of these. Otherwise, you could be leaving leads on the table. And lastly, I'm just going to add in an 11 for you. With all of these, these are all organic ways to increase leads, right? All of them are pretty much organic unless you were going to buy someone's uh, email list. 
So the last little one there is at some point you are going to need to advertise and retarget, right? That you're going to have to put money behind it to start increasing your visibility in your lead gen. So to actually access outside of the pool of people that already know you. So this is where I would start to think about how you're setting up that side of the business and maybe get some help with that and start to retarget because that retargeting helps to keep the relationship going. So if they've met you at an event or if they've downloaded one of your eBooks or something like that, then if you, if it's just, that's it, then, then there's no follow through. Then again, you're leaving leads on the table. So making sure you've got a follow up email sequence done, making sure you've got your ad set up to retarget. So they're actually, there's a reason with it, where they're going, that you're actually directing them to where they need to go to work with you, to continue to work with you. So I hope this podcast episode has given you so many ideas and it's going to change the way that you think about lead gen and start to think about it that like that planting the seed, you're starting to activate those cold leads. And then it's about that nurturing. So I'll do a whole nother episode on the nurturing piece, but that lead gen is super important. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll speak to you all on Thursday. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.